Ever since I was a small boy, I've been obsessed with movies, books, and music. But as I grow older, I've begun to realize that these things increasingly miss the mark of fulfilling who we are meant to be. But they seem to have a common theme. They point us to a greater story, a greater adventure, a greater love, a greater joy. On this show, we dive into some of our favorite themes in songs, books, and movies so that we can begin the discussion of what our fascination with these stories actually reveal. A desire for something more. A desire for the unknown. A desire for love. A desire for God. Welcome to the adventure. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture. This is Gordon. This is Steve. Welcome back, guys, for another week. As I mentioned last week, this is a very special one. But before we get into that, Gordon, what media are you intaking? Right now, I'm just still reading the same book. Adam, kind of reading up some guys. It's a really small book, but we're just doing it chapter by chapter and kind of like talking about it each week. Cool. Very, very cool. Steve, what are you intaking? Yeah, so actually, we're recording this the same day we did the Isle of Dogs one. So, same old, same old. I've recently watched, at this point, on opening day, so last week, Avengers Infinity War, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So, first and foremost, big old spoiler alert. I hope you guys listened last week and decided to watch between these releases, not necessarily between the recordings, because I was about 15 minutes, I would be very surprised. But between the release dates, I hope you watch the movie. It is great. Uh, it is very different than a lot of movies, I think, uh, and a lot of superhero movies in particular. But I think it's got some really cool themes that we should talk about. Yeah. Um, so please, 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 if you have not watched it and you intend to watch it, stop this podcast right now, watch it, and come back. It's been a week, guys. Call out from under your rocks and watch this movie. It's not that expensive. I mean, movies are kind of expensive, but you can find a cheap theater. It's true. There's um, one nearby, it's like four bucks. Yeah, if you're around our area, Texas City, it's like super cheap to go to their movie theater. So just buckle up, put on your big boy or big girl pants, and uh, watch the movie, right? So as I was saying, we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War, the culmination of all of the MCU to this point. I mean, really, all of the after-credits scenes, all of the movies are just gearing toward this big confrontation with the big, big bad Thanos. And I think that there is something there that I, I wanted to actually talk about. I had spoken to Luke from Catching Foxes at Encounter last year about our podcast. Um, and I think ultimately we wanted to try to get them in to talk about this topic a little bit. Um, so I won't get too much into it. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But he wanted to talk about the sense of purpose. And there is a sense of purpose, right? It's all building towards something. And I won't steal that thunder because i enjoy that podcast and those guys so but we'll talk about other themes and it's just it's a different film because the producers actually came out and mentioned that this movie was not going to be about the avengers so much as it was the movie of thanos and the avengers were the side characters and it really much was that way it actually opens at the end of thor ragnarok right where you see like his ship appear it's actually kind of a terrible thing because it's kind of after the battle and they're just kind of cleaning up 
And you have this character, the Ebony Maw, or the Maw, who is this member of the Black Order, which is sort of like Thanos's agents, kind of like his heralds, but he's not Galactus, so he doesn't have heralds. But they're these guys that just sort of do his will when he's not there. And the Ebony Maw is this one character. And so he's going off on this rant early on about like how they should rejoice that their deaths are to Thanos and like that their deaths are helping bring balance to the universe. And it's very weird because it's kind of like turns Christianity on its head a little bit, right? Because like Christianity, there's this idea of like dying to yourself or like sacrifice for good, right? Um, right. For the kingdom of God. But this is, it's interesting because like Christianity is all about facing this death for the purpose of life. Right. Right. Whereas Thanos is sort of like facing death for the purpose of death. So Thanos' whole idea, he wants to collect the infinity stones to wipe out half of the universe's population because he views it as a mercy. And we're gonna talk about that. But he views death to bring about more death, right? As opposed to bring about more life. And he wants to destroy half the universe because there's one part where he mentions that the resources of the universe are finite. And so basically you need population control. You need to wipe out half of it. Otherwise people will just suffer and starve to death, right? That, that he views it as a mercy because by killing all of these people, the others will be able to live better lives or whatever. And it really shows, I think, sort of the heart of consequentialism, this idea of the ends justify the means. And so this is very much the premise of the movie, that he comes from the planet Titan, which was this great civilization, beautiful civilization. And he had noticed that they were running out of their resources, that they were going to collapse. And so the only thing is he proposed, he says, well, we need to cut our population in half. So he proposed to them that they just kill at random, right? The rich and poor alike. So it wasn't political move, just kill half of them, commit genocide. And so he basically advocates genocide as a way to solve overpopulation. And they didn't listen. They called him mad, right? Because he's the mad titan. And his civilization, in fact, did collapse. But it doesn't really mention how. And I'm speculating that actually in 4, it'll mention that he probably wiped his own people out. But he views this as a mercy, right? And so I want to talk a little bit about mercy killing, right? Because this is a big topic, unfortunately, in the world today and even here in the United States. We're kind of fortunate living in Texas that we don't have to worry about this so much. Like, we're years away from having to talk about assisted suicide. But really, I mean, when you get down to it, I mean, euthanasia is homicide like by definition right homicide we know what it is but homicide is the killing of a human right um so whatever fancy words whatever gooey words you want to put with it euthanasia assisted suicide i think in australia they call it like maid or something like that oh wow it's a homicide like it is killing another human being. And there's this idea that that's a mercy, right? Oh, they're suffering, right? They're suffering. They deserve to be able to go out on their own terms. Well, I think we see that flaw just extremely before us because, you know, you see Thanos and you're like, oh, he's evil. Like we know he's the bad guy. He wants to kill all these people. He wants to commit genocide in the universe, but he views it as a mercy. He uses the same rhetoric, which I think is really interesting. You know, that's sort of like making this claim that, well, the Jews in the Holocaust probably should have just been killed because they were suffering. Like, they were in these camps. Like, they should have just all given up. But, like, no one would ever make that claim because we, we see it as bad, right? But, like, we try to make these claims because it's cleaner and it's in a clinic, I think. So, so I think that this idea that ends justify the means, we have to really think about, like, what are we defending? So I actually haven't seen this film yet. Yeah. So for anyone else that might be listening that also hasn't, clarify something for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. What is his perception of mercy? 
What, yeah. Like, what, yeah. What, is, oh. what does he mean by mercy? Yes. So, so let me explain. If death is like the mean, the ends. Yeah. So, so he views it as, um, okay, so Gamora, who is one of the guardians of the galaxy, is his daughter. And I did actually want to touch on this topic. I was just going to touch on it a little later. So no, you it's see, I just you, think yeah. I'm kind of confused with no, 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 you understand. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he talks about this with her. So he actually saved her prior to finding out that he could just get the infinity stones and the gauntlet and just destroy things with a snap of his fingers. He went planet by planet, and he would conquer it, split the population in two, and then just murder half of them. And so she was on the side that was going to get murdered, and she's fighting. And he says, you have a lot of fight in you. And he's like, come here. And he like gives her a dagger, like a two-sided dagger. He's like, look how perfectly balanced it is. Too far to one side, too far to the other, it falls. And he's like, no, you try. And he like tries to get her. And so they end up talking later in the film. And he mentions, he's like, you know, when I saved your planet, right? Because he viewed like this genocide as saving it. He's like, people were starving in the streets, right? There were homeless. There were people who were hungry. Now every child on that planet that is born has a full belly and it's a paradise, right? So he has this idea that if you just kill half the people, there's more resources to go around, right? But the issue is that's not exactly sustainable because what happens once that population gets, you just keep murdering people indiscriminately right so for the mercy of for the mercy of the planet the planet and, right this mercy of this idea that the future the future yeah if you just kill these people there's more resources right that resources are finite that people go hungry but there would be no hunger if you just murdered half the people which i think should really jar us and so there's this this sense of what is it that we're, we're fighting for and you know what actually is mercy you know is is it mercy to indiscriminately murder right so he's going through and he's fighting all of these battles there's a sense of population control right which is not a new rhetoric i think that people sometimes forget that state mandated abortions the first country to be like yeah this is totally legal and we should do it was germany during world war ii as a means of population control against the jews and the reason that it's so prevalent here margaret sanger the founder of planned parenthood pitched hey fund us for abortions as a means of population control against african americans right like that's the ugly history of abortion is it's pitched as a means of population control right it's this means of killing for the sake of betterment of society right but really what it is is a genocide, right? It's just a very early one. And so you, you see these sort of themes I see in some of Thanos' thinking, right? That like death will somehow bring about this better society, right? That the ends justify the means. It doesn't matter that all of these millions, or as they mentioned, the, the movies, trillions upon trillions of lives would be snuffed out because in the end, things would be better off right? The ends justify the means. And we see that in, I think, a lot of different, like, dystopians, like, a lot of dystopian movies and books, right? We think, like, the Hunger Games or things like that. Like, they're all centered on this ends justify the means. What I find interesting is the spark to all this. Mm -hmm. I always revel in that story of reaction from a lack of resources, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that could be an easy, true fear in our world with our population growth and all that. But this theme of teamwork is Mm -hmm. what I'm thinking. So like that because of this lack of resources or like the dwindling resources in Titan, that at that point, the planet needed to come together and start to work together in order to survive at that point. Mm -hmm. Or face extinction. Yeah. or, Or you kill half of them so they don't have to do that. They can keep living on their own and there's plenty of resources now. Mm hmm. And that this is an, an Avengers film. So they just came out of Civil War. They just came out of this separation of themselves. 
mm-hmm. but the whole idea from the beginning from meeting each character up to this point now is this idea that they as superheroes and as superheroes that live in this world with a regulated government have to work together or be destroyed yeah and the other thing is we keep talking about mercy and like mercy killing and that for him this justice is his mercy mm-hmm. and i you know can't help but to think of divine mercy mm-hmm. and what mercy is there and with retrospect to thanos and then with respect to our god how beautiful what real mercy is yeah in light of this movie like since you said it's a movie kind of following the story of thanos you're probably in his perspective a lot too mm-hmm. and not that you shouldn't sympathize with Thanos in many parts, but that there's probably this idea of like, maybe you do a little bit because you're getting his story and like his perspective. Yeah. And so like this mercy is like, huh. But then you think about God's mercy. There are definitely parts where you like you never want Thanos to win, but there's parts where you're like, oh man, like that's, you know. Yeah, which is awesome Because he's, he's very, yeah, because there are moments that they really humanize him, but then it like turns around and you just see how just dark and evil he actually is, like how right. cold he actually is. And there's a part where he finds Gamora and he's holding her and he had just gotten the reality stone. So he's about to like take her. And she had made Peter Quill, right, Star-Lord, like, promise if she's captured, she's the only one who knows where the Soul Stone is. So he has to kill her, right? Like, she's going to lay down her life. And so he's holding the gun at Thanos, and he's about to shoot him. She's like, not him, me. And she holds, and, like, she's like, I love you more than anything. And he's like, I love you too. And he, like, pulls the trigger, and then the gun turns to bubbles. Thanos is like, I like him, <laughs> you know? And it's just like this moment of, like, you know, Thanos was just, like, toying because he can just do whatever he wants now, right? There's this moment where, like, he, he comes up and he, like, hands her food. Like, he's being a father. He's like, I thought you might be hungry. She throws, like, I hate this room. I hate this, like, chair. He's like, I would have hoped one day you'd sit on it. He's like, I know you've told me this every day for 20 years, how much you hate all of this. And he's like, and this is where he goes into that rant. When I found you, there were people who were starving, but now they're not. And he's going into this, and so he's like, you were always strongest. That's why I trusted you with finding the soul stone. She's like, I didn't find it. He's like, you were strong because I taught you to be strong. Like, oh, what I think is very, very funny. So he's like, you were strong because I taught you that. You are compassionate because I taught you that. Right, like he he views like that he's being compassionate by killing these people. He says, but you're not a good liar because I never taught you that. So then he takes her to her sister and like begins torturing her sister until like she tells him where the soul stone is. Mm. As much as he makes these things of like, he seems like a good father right before that, he turns around and tortures his daughter so that his other daughter will tell him what he wants to know. So they go to the soul stone and the guardian of the soul stone basically tells him it's a soul for a soul. You have to give up that which you love the most to get the soul stone. And Gamora's like, this is it. Like, finally, I get to see you lose. Like, you don't care about anything but yourself and your stupid mission. And he turns around. He's actually tears are coming out of his eyes. And she's like, seriously, you're crying? Because, like, she thinks he's crying about, like, the fact that he lost. And the Guardian's like, those tears are not for him. And then she finally realizes, like, she was the only thing he cared about. She tries to, like, stab herself, but he, like, turns into bubbles. And then he grabs her and throws her off a cliff. And then he wakes up off this mountain and, like, water, and he's holding the soul stone. And it's really interesting because I think that this idea of, like, trading the soul for a soul, right? That he, for the soul stone, he had to, like, give up the soul, the thing he loved the most. But really, the soul that was lost was not Gamora's, right? Like, that wasn't the soul that was given. It was his own, right? He had to trade his own soul, his own humanity, Right? Like he had to kill the person he loved the most. That in a quest for power, in a quest for the ends justify the means, he had to kill the things that actually were important. I also find it interesting that it's called the soul stone. Because mm-hmm. in this 
like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but in this scene, I'm picturing that he has to kill. Mm-hmm. Like the the way that he's realized how to lose his soul is to kill. And, I, you know, going off these th- same things you're talking about, mercy killing, abortion, but just also in the thought of sin. In this scene, you see he's crying. So like, I guess it's one of the scenes where you see him more human. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking of like, when we choose sin and we like act in sin, he knew what he was doing and didn't had to choose to do it mostly because he wanted the power and, mm-hmm. he, and what he was really going for meant more than anything else. But outside of Thanos with us, we're also in that same moment of, you know what you need to do if pleasure is what you're going for or if whatever the sin is, if that's what you're going for, you know what you need to do. And you, there's this moment where you hit the wall and you have to think, okay, am I going to do this mm-hmm. and lose my soul or am I yeah. not? Yeah, he, he says to her before he does this, he says, you know, I've, I've ignored my destiny once, I won't do it again. Like that's his, that's his rationale is your death is worth it. And so there's all this part where there's a sacrifice to be made. The, the last stone he has to collect is in Vision's head, the mind stone. And the only one who can destroy it is Scarlet Witch. It's actually like this idea of how Thanos and his people think because they're in Wakanda trying to like basically rewire Vision's head so that they can remove the stone and not kill him. And they're inside this force field that the bad guys can't get through. And they're like, you know, coming after us, there'll just be a lot of blood. I forget like exactly the phrase that sets it up, but one of his like Black Order says, it's a good thing we have blood to spare. And they like release all these like beast aliens and they just charge at this thing. And they're just getting like obliterated by this force field. Like sometimes it'll like open because there's like so much attacking one area that like it'll slightly open and one will get like cut in half and then maybe like one or two will actually make it through. But most of them just die. Like they just throw them. And this is how Thanos kind of views things. It doesn't matter how many lives are lost as long as my vision is realized. Right. His whole idea is he says he can't wait to snap his fingers and then watch the sun rise on a grateful universe. Like he views it as though the universe will thank him for committing this genocide that he is right that this is the good thing for everyone is to just murder them all going back like you see that his soul sort is the one that's lost and honestly it was like giving up the thing he cared about the most which yeah was her but it wasn't like explicit that like she had to be like murdered or like you know that he probably could have realized the thing i love the most is this mission and i'm gonna walk away from it and he probably would have ended up getting (laughs) you know like you have no idea but that's like the guardian like the reason they can't like they didn't care about anything but themselves and so like they could never sacrifice themselves and get the, the soul stone because they would be dead. But the thing that's interesting is you really see how powerful Thanos is, like even without the stones. The very beginning, he's fighting and they're like, we have a Hulk. And like the Hulk charges and like starts like punching at Thanos and like looks like, oh man, like the Hulk's kicking his butt. Really, it was just like because he was surprised. But like Thanos is just as strong as the Hulk. And so you see that for as strong as the Hulk is, like he's just a brute. Whereas like Thanos is this huge, powerful man, but also like very skilled fighter. And so basically it becomes this battle where like the Hulk just like tries to Hulk smash him and Thanos just like goes into boxer mode and like dodges punches and just beats the heck out of the Hulk and knocks him unconscious and like throws him on the ground. Yeah. And like beats the Hulk, like in the first five minutes of the movie. And like that's your moment of holy crap, this guy is like very, very powerful, like right. just himself. And so throughout the movie, you just see the Avengers fighting this losing battle, right? And I want to talk about that because first and foremost, you really get this sense of good versus evil, right? You have that teamwork, right? That camaraderie, that the events of civil war, like their problems. But like people ultimately are banding together. And what you actually see is they don't all band together. Right. 
Like they're still split into different sections throughout the universe, trying to do different things. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Tony and some other people were like doing one thing and like Thor and some other people were doing another. And then like Captain America are like doing another thing on Earth, right? Eventually like Thor and Captain America, like, but Tony and his people are like still on Titan. You know, right. like everything's just, they're not all together, right. but they're all fighting against what seems to be overwhelming odds. And you have, there's like good and evil in the world. And sometimes it's easy to fall into despair to see and be like, oh, evil's winning. You know, like evil has won this battle or looks like it's winning this victory or this, you know, and it's easy to get discouraged. But to remember that, you know, especially as Christians, we recognize that even though it sometimes looks like evil has won a battle or two here or there, um, that Christ and good and life has already won the war. Like that's already said and done and beaten and death is already lost but there's still these like this struggle but this idea of like as christians like we need to be able to persevere like we talk about this uh, when we did our divine mercy like the hope against hope right that abraham like hoped against hope they're like sacrifice your only son like he knew this was my descendants that i'm like i'm gonna have all these descendants through isaac but i'll have to kill him or mary who knew who Christ was, like knew who her son was, but had to watch him on the cross, right? And hope against hope that this was not the end, right? That Isaac could be raised from the dead if he was killed or that Christ, that Jesus was not going to die or that he was going to be able to raise from the dead. As you were speaking, well, first, going back a little bit, I thought it was interesting that even with Thanos and like his wrong view of things, mm -hmm. he still has like this vision of Christ too, Mm -hmm. in, the, in the one statement of like, I can't wait till I can snap my fingers and the sun will rise. And like the idea of like, as soon as there's death, there's, be the, there's the rise of the sun. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, just this theme that you're talking about of the insurmountable odds of like this battle that seems to be lost mm -hmm. that you're against. And I think we face that in life. And I guess it's been three weeks now, but three weekends ago, Door Ministries had a convocation, which is kind of a retreat where we all come together as missionaries, as the board of directors, everyone that like runs any something within the ministry comes together and we pray together, talk together and kind of discern what are we doing? Who are we? What is this ministry? And come out of the weekend with something to work on for the year, kind of figure something out for the year and they do it every year. And we have missionaries in Ohio. We have missionaries in Virginia, Louisiana, like kind of spread out. And so those missionaries also, if they can fly in. And so it's literally everyone and anyone. And there's this family from Virginia Beach, the Hamricks that came, I finally met them. They've been missionaries with the door for a while and they weren't supposed to be able to conceive. And they adopted one child who's like six or something that they left at home when they came. And they adopted another child about six months ago who, when they adopted or were doing the paperwork to adopt, they also conceived mm. and found out it was fine to go through with it and still decided to also continue the adoption. So they have two children that were six months that they brought because family can come to, to convocation, you know, wives, kids, or just as much as part of the mission, what we're doing than us as missionaries. And we were there on Friday. We had stuff planned. We had a, fa a priest who came and was going to like lead the whole weekend. Friday happens. Saturday we wake up and Leo, who was their six-month-old. They're biological, right? Right. Yeah. The one they conceived, yeah, passed away in his sleep. And it was a shock to all of us. It was something that changed the entire weekend. Pretty much the weekend turned into the question of like, why are we still here? Why didn't we pack up and go home? They didn't even go home. They stayed for the weekend. 
I've been thinking on this since we've been processing it as missionaries for like three weeks now. With that for me, if I was them, and I'm sure that for them, what it is, is a battle you can't win. That's a loss. That is Thanos. Yeah. No, it's... And in this, but this idea of what you're saying with Christ and we have to persevere and seeing how they've handled it, they are Easter people. Yeah. The Hamricks somehow, I don't know how Sunday we had mass at the, at the end of the weekend and somehow he just started talking to us yeah. and he was talking and smiling, just saying like, we don't know what happened, mm-hmm. but he was like smiling and he was still joyful. And they, and I love the term hope against hope mm-hmm. in that book. I just not something I really thought about yeah. since, but hope was the theme of our weekend yeah. and they have it and they have hope in Christ and this mercy. As you were mentioning that, it kind of reminded me of a few things. First and foremost, that, you know, when we talk about consequentialism and we talk about all of these themes, right? Like, we really see this issue with, like, that Alfie in England, right? That they just, like, he, he ended up passing away the um, the other day. Right. And that that was just allowed. Like, they just wouldn't let him go to the hospital that he actually could have gone to because of all these stupid rules or whatever. Because I think ultimately... The real issue there is if they would have let him go and he would have recovered, it would have looked terrible in England because they weren't willing to give him the treatment, even though it would have worked. And you see that a lot. And you see that here in Texas, like our laws here in Texas, like that's that could happen here. It has happened here. The other thing, too, is when I'm talking about like Thanos, because, you know, there's so much humanizing sides of Thanos. And so like when I was saying like she has to destroy vision, right? So she ends up blowing up vision, basically destroys the stone Scarlet Witch, right? And then she's like crying because Thanos is like, he says like, I understand what loss is like. Like, you don't know how much I've lost. Because he's like, at this point, like all of his like Black Order has been beat up, you know, and like been defeated. And he's had to kill the one thing he loves, right? And he's like, I know how much loss is probably more than anyone. And so he says this and it's like this moment of like, oh, like there's like a compassion for Scarlet Witch. And then he uses the time stone, turns back time, bringing Vision back and just like plucks the stone off his head and kills Vision. So like he says, like, I understand like how hard it is to, to destroy the things you love. But then he like, brings him back and kills him, right. you know? So like he's quote unquote compassionate and he understands, yet he still just doesn't care. He just murders. And it's this very weird thing that after he finally sort of wins and you have to, at that point, face the killing of a lot of these heroes, you know, that, that, that they've mentioned. They've mentioned beforehand that they were, and I won't say who, but, but some of them are very, very surprising. And so you see that happen, and he immediately goes to a thing where Thanos is there before Gamora when she's a child. And she's like, did you do it? And it's like the soul stone speaking to him, right? He's like, yes. And she said, what did it cost? And he's like, everything. And like, she cries. And it's a sense of like, it cost Thanos everything. Like, he had to destroy everything he cared about to do this mission that he thought was good. And I think that while his mission was bad, I think that in a Christian life set, like that makes like that there's something there, right. you know, that, that sometimes like the, to bring about the kingdom of God, right. To build this culture of life, like, you know, or to just bring the gospel to people. It sometimes will cost a lot. Yeah. To realize even with a good vision. Yeah. It's going to cost a that lot. That there's a cost that, you know, that we might one day face Christ and we've tried to build the kingdom and he might ask, what did it cost? And it will, you know, our reply really should be everything, but recognizing that like God will bless us in that, right. That like God is not outdone in generosity. 
So I really enjoyed the film, just this perseverance against all the odds that you saw, that they just kept fighting until the very end. And honestly, you see a sacrifice of, because there's going to be a second part to this movie, right? Like, it's not just bad guy wins and that's it, right? Doctor Strange willingly, like, to save one of the other Avengers' lives, even though he said earlier in the film, like, I won't save you. Like, if it's you or the stone, I will protect the stone. And so... You see him and he like freaks out earlier in the film because he views every possible timeline. He says, I've looked at all the f- possible futures to find a way to defeat Thanos. Wow. And they say, how many futures did you see? It was like over 14 million. And they were like, how many did we win? And he said, one. And so like there's this moment where like they're about to kill this character. And he says, wait, if you spare his life, I'll give you the time stone. And he's like, no tricks. And he says, no tricks. And so Thanos doesn't kill, blah, blah, blah. I won't say. Uh, it's Tony Stark. He's about to kill Iron Man. Whatever. I'm sorry. It's just it's much easier for me to tell the story with you knowing. So he gives him the stone, and he just leaves. And he's looking. He's like, "Why?" You know. And he's like, "Sorry, Tony. It's like it was the only way, right? Like the only way to beat Thanos was to like let him have the stone, or to keep Tony alive, or to keep you Tony alive. Yeah, yeah, whatever it was. So this idea of just like he knew and like he had the sacrifice and and actually one of the crappy things and this is the only real death i'll spoil is he says that as he's like turning into dust because thanos has snapped his fingers and so like dr strange just dies and as he's like turning this he's like i'm sorry tony this was the only way and he like turns to dust and you're kind of like <laughs> you know like i'm sorry you know so you see that and you're like oh crap like How's this going to go? And there's a sense that, I don't know, maybe they can try to bring back some. I know the movie people have said that, like, if you're dead, they're dead for good. I don't know how much I believe of that. I think that some of them might be brought back. I think they will let some of them be dead. But yeah, this idea that, you know, how how's this going to end up turning out? And I think it's a practice in patience. But, you know, what you end up seeing is that the ends of things are important, but losing your soul in the process is not, right? That that the sacrifices that Thanos made sort of seem almost worse than like what he actually attained. You know, all he attained was suffering on the, like a massive scale, right? The after credit scene, it actually just shows what's happening in New York and like cars just begin crashing into people and like helicopters fall and people are freaking out because like their loved ones are just like turning into dust right right before their eyes and so you're like oh like thanos thinks he's doing a mercy but in reality like it's the worst thing like when you start seeing even at the end of the film like these people like turning into like dust and dying like it's heart-wrenching because it's just all like some of them are like beloved characters you know and you're like what is happening and people were pissed Like, people were very mad in the theater at some of what was going on. But I think it really drives home this point that, like, consequentialism, like, right, ends justify the means is a very, very flawed idea. You can't lose your soul, right, like Thanos, in the process of trying to get what you attain. And so I guess my challenge for everyone listening, and I apologize that this was a little scatterbrained because there's just so much in here, but... I believe it being Infinity War, that there's... Yeah favorite storylines yes honestly shout out to my friend cj he's a friend of ours he actually put it best that he says now he kind of likes the original avengers less because it was so action-packed and it didn't have the story like it had a story but it wasn't as big of a story like that this movie was so full of action but there were like five movie plots going on all at once that tied into each other and you get like all of this background like it was a very very well done story with a lot of action and he was like man like i loved the original avengers but now you look back on it and it was just like an action-packed movie well i do feel like the first avenger was more Mm -hmm. proving that they could do an action movie with like six 
yeah. superheroes. Yeah. And you, because that was the first time we saw it. I remember watching it and being like, yeah. this is incredible. Like the first fight scene, you're like, you got Black Widow and then it pants to the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a little more of a story. Yeah. A little bit. Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and then going into Civil War. Yeah. But no, I can you understand do. that. But, but with, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, they brought every solo, like, superhero films, like, different teams, you know. They brought all of it together. You know, you had Guardians of the Galaxy. You right. had Doctor Strange. I mean, they brought all of this together. And there was a lot of superheroes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of characters. But the story was just so deep and enriched that it was just very, very good. But my challenge for you guys, I think first and foremost, is to not despair when we fall and we seem to fail to take refuge in the Lord in that, to look at our lives and see where it is that we think, because I think all of us have it a little bit of the ends justify the means, right? Like we all make that compromise in our life somewhere of, well, this is more important. So it doesn't matter how I do this or what happens, but like try to think of those places in your life and make sure that like when we're striving toward an end, that the means to get there is just as important. And, you know, especially in this, like to be perseverant against the evil in our lives. I love my new job. I really do. There are parts where it is heartbreaking because I, I start to kind of see the behind the scenes of what's going on politically and socially. And just like, I'm hearing about all of these cases where like sometimes these like bad laws like are really affecting people. I, I don't want to get into it, but we basically recently had like an Alfie sort of situation here, you know, and he ended up passing away. And, and it was very, very hard to hear, but that I recognize like through perseverance, like I can persevere through that. Yeah. That I have a chance to be working toward a better tomorrow right yeah. not in like a thanos sort of way but in like no. an actual we can save lives sort of way and so i think that this is very important that you guys recognize that and that you recognize like where it is that god's calling you and like what it is that god's calling you to to help right because there's something that our president jim talks about a lot and i had already heard it but you know i'm gonna reiterate it people always look back and they're like oh well if i were in the world war ii like i would have stopped the nazis or i would have stopped slavery or i would have stopped whatever and he says oh that's great but like you weren't made then you're made now like god specifically put you in this time and in this place and you say you would have stopped the nazis you would have stopped slavery but like what about like this abortion like what about the moral atrocities that happen in our society like what about the evil that's still present today like what are you doing about that you know like god didn't make you for then because he's made you for now and your mission is to is what is he calling you to now so I think pray on that. I think pray, what is God calling you to now? What is it that, who's your Thanos? <laughs> you know, what is God trying to call you to do? Pray on that and take heart and accept that mission. I think that's important. You know, like the world can't change if we're not accepting that mission. Correct. So thank you guys for listening. It's good to be back, be able to talk about these things. Totally. Uh, it's awesome. We love you guys. We hope that you contact us. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm back a little bit now. If numbers drop, I guess that's my fault. (laughs) But no, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, our numbers are like skyrocketed since I haven't been around. So I just assume it's because I'm terrible. Guys, seriously, reach out to us. Let us know what you're watching, you're reading, you're listening to. If there's something you would like us to talk about, we will watch it. We will read it. We will listen to that song. Whatever it is, whatever form of media, we will intake it and we will we will make a podcast on it. Totally. Like, just let like us know. It might take a little bit of time to sort of get it into the schedule, but, but we'll make it work. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Any feedback, positive, negative, indifferent, just want to say, hey, whatever it is, just let us know. We love hearing from you guys. As much as it's good to do these things, you know. It, It'd be nothing without you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Without you guys, 
guys that this would just be sort of a vanity show and that's not what this is about <laughs> so we're hoping you guys are getting something out of this that somehow this is fulfilling uh, that this is spiritually enriching in some way so please 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 subscribe you like us tell your friends about us if you don't like us don't tell your friends about us find us on facebook follow us on twitter at on the adventure 2 mm-hmm. yeah text us call us don't Thanks. follow us in real life it's weird yeah, yeah. All right, guys, thank you again for another week in the adventure. See you next time. I forgot what else for. You know, fun isn't something one considers when recording a podcast, but this does bring a smile to my face. All right, guys, so I have to say that when we first did this, my microphone was off, yeah. <laughs> so I apologize. Thank you guys for um, sticking in. You guys get a little bit of extra daily dose of content, actually, because there's two themes that I thought of after we had already finished recording. Um, the one is that the name is Infinity War, and it's like this battle between good and evil. Right, which is this like infinite battle, right? Like battle the infinite war. Yeah, this yeah. war that, that we face, right? This this battle between good and evil until the, the second coming of Christ and sort of the, the final judgment. But this battle that we've been facing forever. Um, and two, at the very end, there's a sense of like from like from dust into dust you will return. Uh, where like the characters like when they die like they turn into this dust right, right. That, like there's this like allusion to dust in that and i thought that that was really cool yeah, Christian yeah. as well so guys thank you for um sticking in thank you guys up. yeah you guys so are great much. i'm glad you guys figured it out hopefully if you saw the movie you saw that it took a long time for the after credit scene and that they kind of played on this idea that maybe there wasn't going to be one because even after all the credits rolled it was like a black screen for a few seconds and then you started hearing voices and then you were like oh and then it took a while before it actually came on and you saw it but so if you stayed and if you checked this out and uh, if you heard like the long silence and we're like oh well i guess maybe i'll just wait i'll be patient kudos to you what i want you to do is contact us with whatever form of media yeah. twitter text, call facebook person, message us whatever how you can email will, us yeah we will give you a shout out but what i want to hear from you guys instead of a specific like keyword that we normally do i want you to give us your favorite scripture passage or your favorite scripture passage or saint story about perseverance yeah how about that all right go home stop listening to us have a friends have family i don't know man like go outside pay attention to the road yeah i'm sure it'll be a nice day when this airs if not whatever like play a board game with your friends or family invite me over i like friends i like to do things i don't have any plans today as of recording this so goodbye and uh